welcome to this edition of the Clinical Documentation Improvement and Integrity Podcast. I'm your host, CDI System Educator for WVU Medicine, Lena Belcher. The podcasts are designed to bring you content relevant to documentation practices. At WVU Medicine, we want to ensure our records have quality documentation. Our goal is in CDI is to improve education for providers on various subjects surrounding documentation improvement opportunities. Our guest speakers on the podcast join our program to speak about various topics, including specific diagnoses and documentation issues we see. Please welcome our next guest speaker, Dr. Bharava Kupaswamy. Welcome, Dr. Kupaswamy, a CMIO of Camden Clark Medical Center within WVU Medical um, Health Systems, and he's also an internal medicine specialist. Thank you for being a speaker. It's wonderful to have you as a guest. Thank you. Thank you, Lena. Um, thank you for having me today. Our focus topic is respiratory failure today. Respiratory failure is a known issue in our West Virginia population due to the prevalence of patients with long-standing respiratory conditions, due to air quality issues, prevalence of nicotine dependence, and our coal mining populations. Respiratory failure occurs when there is impairment in function of the respiratory system and gas exchange. As with most diagnosis, in CDI encoding, we have limited codes to assign for respiratory failure, but they need very specific wording to apply those codes accurately, reflecting the patient's condition. So respiratory failure is a risk adjuster, a severity driver, an HCC from our previous podcast, and in inpatient cases, it's a comorbid condition or a CC, and then in some more complicated cases with acute or acute on chronic respiratory failure, a major comorbid condition or MCC. So I'd love to get your take on why documentation matters in respiratory failure patients and what are some of the most common clinical indicators you see when diagnosing respiratory failure? Um, you know, respiratory failure, uh, basically, as you mentioned, is due to inadequate gas exchange within the lungs. And it can be, it adds a layer of complexity uh, for taking care of the patient and also uh, in the amount of resources it used, um, in particularly uh, in taking care of the patient and clinical decision making. One of the most important, so more accurate diagnosis more accurate documentation or a clear documentation of respiratory failure is essential in taking care of the patients. So one of the most important thing is to document how um, acute the respiratory failure is, whether the patient had chronic uh, um, oxygen need or chronic respiratory failure, and this is just an exacerbation or an acuity uh, of the respiratory failure, or with the patient, you know, um, uh, needs uh, um, any other devices to manage his respiratory failure, like CPAP, BiPAP, or um, any other ventilations. Um, basic things we need to look for uh, in respiratory failure is to evaluate um, the severity and the accuracy of the respiratory failure and specificity of respiratory failure. For that, you go by what we call uh, the MEET criteria, where it's monitoring for signs and symptoms of respiratory failure. Um, uh, what's the respiratory rate? Is the patient having difficulty um, breathing? Is the patient having difficulty speaking? Um, what's this? Uh, is he using accessory muscles of respiration? Is he tripoding uh, to subjectively look for signs of respiratory failure? And objectively, you can check for 
pulse oximetry, respiratory rate, you know, uh, and uh, other things like a blood gases, you know, that would tell us, uh, assess, it will give us the exact picture of how severe the patient is in terms of um, if we do a blood gases, if it's PCO2, PA2, oxygen levels are low, less than 60, or PaO2 of greater than 50, which tells whether they're hypoxic respiratory failure or hypercapnic or a mixed respiratory failure. So these are things. And underlying history of the patient in terms of what is the presentation of the patient. Did the patient come with pneumonia or congestive failure, um, which would go more in favor of hypoxic respiratory failure? Or if the patient has uh, any other medications which would affect his respiratory status, um, or they have underlying COPD or chronic asthma or any neuromuscular diseases, which would uh, go more in favor of ventricular failure or hypercapnia. So these are some of the things which is essential in sort of uh, getting a clearer full picture and documenting in the chart um, for evaluation of respiratory failure. Wonderful explanation. I'm glad you brought into some of those risk factors um, of those comorbid conditions that can play into um, that patient's overall picture. Um, severity of illness capture incorporates showing how that patient population differs from other populations and how their illness is progressing. Um, documentation of re respiratory failure not only demonstrates the needs of the patient, current or future, but helps identify gaps in care up to that inpatient admission. So with those chronic conditions that led to the acuity or acute condition of the respiratory failure may give us some insight of what's going on with the overall patient. Respiratory failure can substantiate the need for an inpatient admission, um, the increased length of stay or next level of care when necessary. Next, I want to talk about what barriers you see um, for providers in recognizing and treating respiratory failure, and then also mention any of that meet criteria that you were um, mentioning that capture the monitoring, evaluating, assessing treatment and documentation to, to substantiate that documentation further and diagnosis further, um, because this is one of the biggest um, and most common denied diagnosis in the inpatient setting. So we have to mitigate risk for denials um, of payers for this diagnosis. I mean, one of the most important things for provider to do, you know, provider is has the sole responsibility for diagnosing a patient's medical condition and documenting in that instance of care. So with that in mind, I think uh, every provider should look for if they have patient comes in with a respiratory condition uh, um, to go through the history and make sure they documented if the patient was on oxygen before. So, and uh, if they were on oxygen and then evaluate the patient and subsequently look for uh, subjective objective signs, as I said, in the um, monitoring um, and evaluating um, of the respiratory symptoms and signs, documenting that. And subsequently, if they have any lab work, um, particularly blood gases or anything like that, or chest X-ray, um, where it tells you what respiratory conditions they have. So documenting the acuity of the respiratory failure, documenting the specificity or uh, of the respiratory failure, whether it's hypoxia or hypercapnia or combined, and then documenting what is it which exacerbated this 
respiratory condition clearly in the um, medical records would prevent denials uh, in these cases. And also that will be the most accurate uh, um, diagnosis so that we manage the patients better. Yes, I agree. So this is very helpful, Dr. Koop. Um, I want to reiterate the acuity and specificity needed associated with respiratory failure, like you said. We have many respiratory codes to clarify which type and specificity the patient is experiencing, not only for reporting purposes, but also to show that severity progression of the patient. Um, and unspecified respiratory failure does not carry the same weight as an acute respiratory failure with hypoxia, as the latter identifies a more acute, complex condition of that patient. Better represents why that patient's here, why we're treating them, why they took longer to care for. And so when a patient is on supplemental oxygen at baseline, what are we consistently hoping to prevent? an acute hypoxic episode and keep that gas exchange adequate and the patient well oxygenated. But what's lacking is that diagnosis associated with the baseline continuous oxygen. So like you said, chronic respiratory failure is most often the answer, um, but it's also one of the least documented chronic conditions in the hospital setting. Uh, so any last tips or tricks for our listeners out there regarding respiratory failure? You know, the most important thing when the patient comes into the hospital, some patients you know them, some patients you don't. So it's always good to ask if they've been on home oxygen and what level, because that exactly tells us whether it's an acute on chronic hypoxia, which requires them to use oxygen in the hospital, or is it a new onset because of uh, the medical condition they've come in with. Um, so I think asking the patient, time and again, it's very often missed and the patient also forgets to say that they have oxygen at home and they've been using it. So, history. Great, Dr. Koop. I, I agree. History goes a long way. <laughs> Thank you again, Dr. Kupaswamy, for joining our Clinical Documentation Improvement and Integrity podcast. We know the West Virginia and surrounding states populations of patients come to us from near and far to receive the best treatment and representation of those conditions in documentation and the progression of the patient's severity of illness helps substantiate our wonderful care that we're treating these patients adequately and are able to get them back home or to a facility that they need. The CDI team at WVU Medicine continue to educate and facilitate accurate documentation for providers. These podcasts help reach more listeners and adopters of great documentation practices, so I appreciate you joining us today. The CDI team hope to continue our collaboration with specialty providers and multidisciplinary departments to provide you with relevant content you can integrate into practice. If you have a topic of interest, feel free to reach out to our CDI team to focus on that topic in an upcoming podcast. Thank you as well, listeners, to learn about documentation practices. I hope you find these helpful. I'm your host again, CDI System Educator for WVU Medicine, Lena Belcher. Happy documenting, everyone.